Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Welcome. My name is Pastor Rick Cardwell, and I thank you for choosing to spend this Wednesday night with us. If this is your first time here, there's a button on your screen that you can hit click, and it's a way for us to get to know you and meet with you and connect with you. If you have a prayer request or any type need at all, that's what we're here for. We want to get to know you uh, on a more intimate and better level. At the same time, we thank you during this entire time for your generosity and the giving has just been overwhelming. Yeah, people of New Beginnings definitely are blessed, and we thank you for giving, and please continue to do so. It's our way that we can then reach out and, and reach other people uh, for the love and with the love of Jesus. Thank you very much. At this point, the last few weeks, we've been talking about guarding our heart, and this is the final uh, part three and the final session of the guarding our heart. And in a small review, the very first week, and I don't have time to go through each and every step, but in the first week, I wanted you to fall in love with Jesus, have a divine romance with Jesus. And then the, the week number two, it was about relationships and who we fellowship with, who we partner with, who we spend our time with. Are their values, we could say their core values, the same as your core values. Are they believing the same things that you are? Or are we getting caught up in and engulfed with things that don't really matter or when it comes to the first thing being the main thing, which is Jesus. And then we went into courtship or dating and to make sure we changed our lifestyle, our words, and how we are creating an environment of making young couples, uh, young kids, starting at the age of even four and five and six into being couples. And we tell them how cute it is and, and we really had to, to change our thinking. So if any of these, if you've not been caught up their own file, that you can, you can do so. So... In week number three, we're going to then, we're going to move along the line more so of, of guarding your heart. And our key scripture throughout all three weeks has been Proverbs 4.23. From the New King James Version, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So we've been covering that you give your heart to God, and we give our heart to Jesus. And we are guarding our heart for God, and at the same time, by God. Now, see, the language here is key because sometimes we have a tendency to the way we think. And if we're not careful, we'll think that God does certain things for us and then we do certain things for God. But I want us to realize everything is for God and everything is from God. <laughs> he gets all the credit and just as simple as the breath in our lungs for that matter. But it's critical that we meet with him each and every day. That we allow the, the, a time of worship, a time of the word, that we pray. That each and every day we have a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. That we have fresh resources uh, that he allows to come inside of us. That we have the fresh capacity filled each and every day. That we then, we can carry on our day. We can walk with God. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Now, we're not to walk ahead of God, but we are to walk with God. Kind of along the lines of a, a ballroom dancer. You have the man who typically are supposed to lead, and you have a woman that then follows his lead. And if she gets ahead, she'll be pulling him. And if she goes too slow, he would then be dragging her. By the same token, God takes a step, we take a step. So in a ballroom dancing, what happens is you have step, 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 step. And you then flow together. 
Exact same way with God. He takes a step, we take a step. He takes a step, we, we take a step. And we flow together with never ahead and not behind. As he moves, we move. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Young's literal translation of this says, Above every charge, keep your heart, for out of it are the outgoings of life. The the Passion Translation says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Each time this word diligence comes up, it gives an idea that we are to keep, that we are to watch, we are to preserve, almost as a watchman on a wall, an overseer, a jailer, a prison guard, A prison guard is watching who comes in, and and definitely you don't want someone to go out. But you're watching, you're observing, you're looking. This is not to say that sometimes uh, along the way that we're allowed to get sloppy. We do it some, we don't do it some. To be diligent means you do it day in, day out. We don't do it for a season and then not for a season. We don't do it when we feel good, or we don't do it when we feel lazy. We are to do it all the time. All the time, we are to be caring for our hearts. We don't want things clean, damaging, polluting their hearts. And the first time you start to let that guard down, something will try to come in. As parents, we never go for a time where we just quit shepherding our kids' hearts. We never have the attitude, oh, they'll be fine. Oh, it doesn't really matter. It's no big deal. No, When the word says we are to be diligent, we are to be diligent. We're to be vigilant. Not we're we're oppressing, but we're creating a safe and secure relationship with God for our children. The New International Version says, above all else, (laughs) guard your heart. So we are guarding our heart for God and by God. See, God uses peace to guard our heart. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Right there, it says, And the peace of God will guard your heart. Like I said, we guard it for God, and God guards it for us. That word peace there, But we know Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now, this does not mean an absence of war, but it's peace between God and man. We're no longer trying to strive or do a bunch of things to get God's approval or to meet God's expectations, which are high. Jesus paid the price through the finished work of the cross. I'm no longer trying to do enough because I have Jesus, the Prince of Peace, in me. He's provided complete 100% access to the Father. Now, it takes a knowing. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It takes some things that we are to know. And some things that we are to know is we must know that through the work of the cross, we have peace with God. When we realize that, that peace then guards or encompasses our heart. It also would, in a way, you you can feel a comfort of the Holy Ghost, the tangible presence of the of the Holy Ghost. This is not something that illuminates from Christ. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is something that is in you. 
The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a he. He's a real person. He lives in you. The fullness and presence of God is in you. The very abiding presence of Jesus himself, Christ, is helping to lead us, guide us, and indwell us, whom we call the Holy Spirit. We are protected by the power in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 3 says, through 5, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten. If you're taking notes or you can write in your Bible or highlighter, highlighter, write down the word begotten, and I'll continue. I'll come back to it in a second. To his abundant mercy has begotten to us again, to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance. Another word you can write down is inheritance. I'll come back to it in a second. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept, write the word kept down, you are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. That word begotten, and I wanted to emphasize that because it's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a lengthy word there if we're not sure what it, what it means is properly it would be born again or to be born from on high because we are born with an imperishable seed, the Word of God. Jesus Christ himself comes inside of us, making us alive. The Holy Spirit recreates our dead human heart, gives us a new heart. Therefore, we can say, Abba, Father, what we refer to as being born again. The New American Standard Version Bible actually translates that word begotten. Instead of using begotten, it uses the word born again. I told you to mark the word inheritance. Well, inheritance is something that we are given. It's a possession. And there's some things in our inheritance we must understand. With our heart, we are to be someone who is to forgive quickly. It's part of our inheritance. To be someone who can repent quickly is our inheritance. To be someone who keeps out resentment, keeps out anger, keeps out wrath, this is our inheritance. To be someone who loves others easily is our inheritance. Then you may ask, or you may be thinking, well, how do I deal with temptations and trials? The peace of God, the power of God, the presence of God, the precepts of God, and the word precepts there, I want to use four P words, would be the word of God. All of these guard our heart in Christ Jesus. I told you earlier, and I didn't forget about it, I said the word kept, the word that I read earlier. Let me reread that because it's been a little break. Verse 5 says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed at this time. That same word kept there is the exact same Greek word that we read in Philippians 4, 7. says guard your heart. So when we read that word kept there, it's meaning the same thing, protecting by guarding. To guard would be the Greek definition. To protect by a military guard. Either in order to prevent hostile invasion of others, or to keep all inhabitants from being besieged or taken. A sentry is a soldier. And a sentry is stationed to keep guard or control access to a place. Multiple sentries, being the plural of the word sentry, often patrol borders. It's a military detail whose job it is to protect from any encroaching enemies against his comrades. In other words, the sentry 
has the right to stop people from coming in. The entries have the sentry, <laughs> play on words there, the sentry has the right to say no entry and you cannot come in. Let me give you an illustration by a Dr. Roy Hicks Sr. Dr. Roy Hicks Sr. was in ministry for 60-something years. He went home to, the, see the, to meet the Lord in 2008 after a, a lifetime of ministry. He had taught overseas, wrote literally, uh, I'd say close to 100 books, lots of books. Uh, the, the last six years of his active ministry, he pastored a church, but prior to that, the, last, the eight years before that, he did nothing but teach. He was a traveling ministry, and the, primarily his message was that of faith. In many of his books, the forward is written by Brother Hagen, who is who's my father of faith. But Dr. Roy Hicks, people said of him, they knew he always was walking with Jesus. In his life, he saw himself as a conduit of Jesus for others, and he also saw other people as a vehicle for Jesus to be speaking to him. In other words, Jesus was his source, and people were the channel of God speaking to him. Now, wouldn't it be nice that when someone would come up to us, that we lived a manner of life, that each and every time when someone says something to us, we just check the inside? Wouldn't it be just phenomenal that we immediately take a small pause and check our heart? Roy would only open himself up to what he perceived was the Holy Spirit speaking through them if it seemed good to him and the Holy Ghost. Once again, what would our lives be like if each and every time we come into contact with someone, we check our heart to discern, Jesus, is this you? Jesus, what are you trying to say to me? Is there something you're trying to get into my life? Now, we must balance this at the same time with Proverbs eleven fourteen says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. We must also balance this with 2 Corinthians 13, 1, which says every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So when we take the fact that we're checking our heart, we have a multitude of counselors, which is safety, and then everything must be established in two or three places, every word established. Now, Roy so wanted to walk with God or did walk with God, that he carried a portable communion kit with him everywhere he went. While he was doing this traveling ministry for eight years, he would get on his knees every morning and meet with the Lord and, and take communion. Before he took off on his day, and the day would get busy. People who traveled with him, who spent a lot of time with him, said this was a man whose heart was truly and totally surrendered to God. One day while having a meeting in Denver, Colorado, he was holding a series of meetings where he'd preach in the morning, preach in the afternoon, and then have a service that night. Some of these would go on for weeks at a time. he just completed a long day of ministry. He was tired and went to the hotel where the host had set him up for, for, for the night to stay or for, or for the series of meetings to stay. He was hungry, went to the restaurant there in the hotel for a grab a bite to eat. After this long day of ministry, he was tired, physically tired, needed some nourishment, went back to his room after eating, was thinking about his wife, Margaret, thinking, hmm, it's a little late after the meeting. I wonder if she's still asleep. 
I wonder if I can call her. At that point, a knock on the door. He went over to the door and opened it up. There before him in all her glory was this tall, slender, willowy, high-class call girl. She said, I saw you in the restaurant alone and wondered if you would like a little company to end your day. Believe me, I know things your wife would never know, and I will so make it worth your while. So think about it. You're a man. You're alone in a hotel room. Some men with less of God and their heart not being guarded would think, hmm, I wonder what she knows my wife doesn't know. Dr. Hicks, without hesitation, said, I'm not alone. She said, who is in there with you? He said, Jesus, and he does not think it is a good idea that you come in here. Close the door. A guarded heart closes the door. The sentry to your heart says there is no entry. When a young lady who is so full of God with her heart guarded by the peace, by the power, by the presence, by the precepts of God's word, and a young man comes up to her and says, oh, you are so beautiful, she will say thank you. Then he further pushes. You don't understand what I'm saying. I think you are so beautiful, over-the-top beautiful. You are so hot. Any woman who hears this, and it's coming not from her husband, immediately she should go cold. She would say, you can stop saying that. Well, he continues, do you have a boyfriend? No. Why not? Well, somebody who looks as good as you has to have a boyfriend. Why not? No. My heart belongs to the Lord, and my heart belongs to my dad. One day the Lord will bring the man into my life that I'm to marry. What? The door's closed. The sentry says, no entry. See, if you're not full of God, if you don't know what it is to be married to Jesus... Week one, divine romance with Jesus. If you're not close to your earthly father or you don't have a strong spiritual father in your life that is ministering the presence, the power, and the precepts of God in a way where you are strong, then you will be vulnerable. You may listen to this foolishness. But <laughs> at the same time, we can get so divinely in love with Jesus where it just rolls right off of us. If you're not full of God with your heart protected, someone can give you a call about a job in another state for more money. Oh, if it's more money, it's got to be God because it's increase. You think, well, I could give more to missions. See, we start to justify these things. We, do, we try to convince our heart it is, it is from the Lord. We never take time to look and to investigate if there's a good church where I'm moving, can we join? Can we hook up? Or are we just accepting a job? Oh, how we deceive our hearts and ourselves. The amount of families that I've seen that have fallen apart on such moves, assuming that it will work out and miss out what God really has for them. From someone who, who has moved several times to different cities, and I have, what we have here at New Beginnings is not normal. 
I told that to Pastor Cap about five or six years ago, and he said, oh, God, I pray we never become normal. Sadly, there are a lot of churches that may have strong worship, teaching of the Word, and community, but they don't have all three. Here at New Beginnings, we do. But see, if you're not full of God, with your heart protected, and let's say there's a calling on your life for ministry, you have a chance to join a bigger ministry with larger access to more people, more opportunities. Oh, we can tell ourselves, well, I can impact more for Jesus. See, we always want to tell ourselves so that we can make the decision easy. We'll tell ourselves, you know, if I'm impacting more, more people are going to be touched. But in the back of our mind, because we know it's bigger, hmm, it might come with more money. If the Holy Spirit is not telling you to make this move, then oh, how we deceive ourselves. Now, if you are full of God and your heart is protected, when these thoughts, when these opportunities, when these situations arise, and many others from the outside that you hear of, the sentry of your heart when it's guarded will say, there is no entry. We have to be listened to that sentry to see when he says, listen, and when he says, no entry. See, the peace of God is where you quit striving to make it happen. So much of what we do is we follow peace. You check your heart. How does it feel? Brother Hagen used to say that if something feels like you're taking a shower and you have your socks on, it would not be wrong to take a shower with your socks on, but it would feel extremely weird. And see, when we're checking our heart, when we're checking things, we're to follow that peace. We're to follow the Prince of Peace. Does it feel right? This presence of God, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, His fullness, we are to to strive for that presence of God. And we are to be protected by the precepts of God. The precepts of God, as I said earlier, is the Word of God, the will of God, the ways of God, the scriptures of God, of who God is and how God operates. See, we have to get to the point where we have what I call an attitude, not Usually when we say the word attitude, a bad attitude, but it's the way we kind of program ourselves, so the way we think. We have to get it real clear. I don't have to do anything except what God has called me to do. I don't have to be anywhere but where God has me to go. I don't have to relate to anyone except who God has called me to relate to. In this moment, in this place, I can now live in undisturbed composure. I can have it, so to speak, all together. For some people, a person can come up to them and say something insensitive, thoughtless, harsh, and it flat out crush them. Crush their spirit, just comes all over them. Why does this happen? An unprotected heart an unguarded heart, a heart not filled with the presence, the power, and the precepts of God. For instance, someone comes up to you. Are you stupid or something? Well, you could kind of go Forrest Gump on them and say, Mama says 
Stupid is, is what stupid does. What are you, stupid or something? Have you met President Kennedy? Are you stupid or something? No. Why would you say that? Well, you look stupid. I'm not. Well, you look stupid. Well, I'm not. Doesn't that bother you when I say that? It bothers me for you. There must be a lot of pain in your heart. Why would you ever come up to someone and say something like that? God wants to develop in us an unoffendable heart. And it's only possible as we constantly guard and protect our heart. The centennial says what's allowed in and what's not allowed in. You may say this is impossible because we're human. <laughs> no, we are not just human. We've been made partakers of the divine nature. Can we get there overnight? No. There's some things we have to do. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. This heart issues everywhere. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. The precepts of God protect our heart. We have to renew it. And we're commanded there, do not lose heart. So we are to grow in our hearts for God, and we're growing in our hearts by God. Let me read another scripture to you. I want to keep, get plenty of word in us tonight. Romans 12.1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, we're either being conformed to the world's way or being conformed by the word to God's way. We're even being conformed <laughs> to the age that we live in or to God's methods. The Greek word, which we identify getting our English word schematic comes from. A schematic is a diagram or a representation. Oftentimes when we think of it, an electric diagram or electric schematic of a circuit. And it gives the plan and the routing of how things are to be. But see, our heart is being formed. Jennifer, years ago, uh, soon after we were married or while we were dating, made me a heart-shaped cake for Valentine's. She put the batter, mixed the batter. She poured it in this heart-shaped pan. She put it in the oven. When you put it in the oven, heat was applied. It expanded, and it took on the form of that heart. When we get out in the world, and the heat comes on us, situations arise. Are we being conformed to go along with what's going on in the world, or are we renewing our mind? See, you're being either formed in the way of the world, or you're being formed by the Word of God. See, He protects our heart by His precepts. That word world there from the Greek is not cosmos, meaning earth. What it really is, it's, it's a time. It's an age and would be better translated as such. But it's an age. It's a cycle, a period of time. We are in the age of grace. 
Now, on the lines of, of the age of grace, there have been different smaller sections. Right now, there's an age going on that is around us. There are things going on around us. And if we're not careful, and if we're not renewing our mind by the Word of God, you're going to be conformed to this age, and that's how you get caught up with everything that's going on in society around us, all the things that we see on the news right now. But we are to renew our minds to what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. See, our kids are to think differently. They're to know the difference between right and wrong. They're to know the difference between good and better. They're to know the difference between better and best. Folks, it's getting darker, and the light must get brighter. How many of you realize today that this America that I love so dearly is not our grandparents' America? How many of you realize that this America in 2020 is not the America of 2019? In closing, I trust over the last few weeks, I've encouraged you to guard your heart through peace, through the power, and through the precepts and the presence. I've prayed that any mixture that you have You'll set aside. You'll get rid of. You'll repent of that mixture. In all areas that we've of relationships that the Holy Spirit has brought to your thinking over the last three weeks, I beg of you to repent. See, the Spirit within you yearns jealousy. Let me read as we head toward closing from James. When I read this from James, it seems like He's talking about today. James 4.1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Mm. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us, yearns jealously. But he gives more grace, <laughs> more of God's ability. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Always be listening to the sentry, whether he says enter or no entry. I trust 
that the Spirit of God is dealing with you specifically right now of things that you need to change, set down, repent. As it says, wash your hands. I trust that your life will never be the same in Jesus' name. As you guard your heart and your children's heart, it will go well for you in Jesus' name. Thank you and have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.